0: Refreshing, delicious, and packed with the good stuff. It's the juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. On this day, six years ago, I lay down on a hospital bed for a life saving brain operation. The doctors were fairly transparent with me and they told me that I might not get off the table or my life may look extremely different on the other side of the operation. Thankfully, I can report that as I sit here six six years later, uh, it went flawlessly and I got my life back. But there were some very, very important lessons that I learnt through that process. And today, Tony Knight and I are going to unpack post-traumatic growth. Tony, welcome back to Therapy Thursdays.
1: As always, Louise, fabulous to be here.
0: Now, look, I spoke about – I've spoken on this show a lot about my own experiences. So I had an unruptured brain aneurysm and I needed uh, fairly urgent brain surgery and it was six years ago today that I, I lay down on that bed and didn't know whether I was going to get off. And it very much honed my perspective on life, on love, on what's important. And it's something that I love sharing with people because – I don't want other people to have to go through that near-death experience to be able to uh, appreciate what I learnt, and I'm really happy to share that. But there certainly is something to be said for when we go through a traumatic experience. Yes, it is traumatic, and yes, uh, it is horrible, but I guess we have a choice to sit in it or to grow from it, and I guess that's what we're unpacking today.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, And a lot of people may not have heard of post-traumatic growth. It's only been a thing um, since about the 1990s. And I mean, in the wisdom literature, you know, people have been talking forever about the idea of good things coming out of bad things. But as as a research subject, it's only really been studied um, for a couple of decades, which is interesting. Um, everyone would have heard of post-traumatic stress, which, you know, if it continues, becomes a post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. Post-traumatic growth is that, um, I guess, new understanding of ourselves and our world and, you know, that better understanding of how to live that can come from struggling with the distress of a traumatic event. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's um, you often end up with, um, you know, a new belief system, um, uh, you know, and, and, and benefit in so many ways through like a, a greater appreciation of life, you know, a more intimate, better relationship with other people, discovering new possibilities for your life, new directions to go in recognising that you have a great deal more personal strength than you ever realised. And it can even affect your your spiritual approach as well. So understanding yourself and the world and life um, in, I guess, more in bigger, more enhanced ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, there is nothing like a, a traumatic event to really put that in perspective. And for me, my main thing, was my energy. So every time I embark on something, or I meet a person, or, um, you know, I, I set up my day, I think about my energy. Is this something that I want to be expending energy on? Or is this something that drains my energy? And I guess I am incredibly aware of that. And it has meant that there have been some relationships, friendships that I have let go of because I recognised that they were draining um, mm. and I recognised that they weren't really pushing me forward. They were, in fact, dragging me back. Um, and, and activities. Um, so, for example, shopping might be something I'm a busy person and I put a value on my time and I have a dollar value in my head. And I look at that and I go, okay, If I go shopping and it's going to take me an hour and a half, um, this is how much of my hourly rate it's going to cost to do that shopping. If I do it on the app and I pay $10 to get it delivered in an hour and a half, um, I've just saved myself that hour and a half. Therefore, I've saved myself that currency that I've set in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've got really good at it. And my friends... Sort of go, you know, wow, you you're getting so much done, and you you know you've got time to live, and you you know,, uh, because I really do put that value on time. And I think when you're faced with time running out, it becomes so much more valuable to you. And there, you know, there are so many people that we just sort of get up and we do the thing and we do the grind and we, you know, and we think that there'll be a time when we can relax and kick back and enjoy the world. And my thing is why can't we make that space now?
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot in what you're saying there, Louise, and, and thank you for for sharing that. It really um, beautifully illustrates and gives life to you know the ideas that I'm talking about here what many people who experience post traumatic growth go through is an upheaval something like an earthquake in their life that you know can can sometimes completely shatter you know their understanding of the world and their place in it and you know it's it's very distressing and in fact the researchers believe that it's the very distress of that upheaval in life that gives rise to having to rethink so many things about what's important in their lives, as you rightly said. And that gives rise to new priorities, um, wisdom, a, pers- a perspective that you never enjoyed before. And and this is what post-traumatic growth is about. It's not going back to your baseline prior to that traumatic event. This is about having greater wisdom, greater perspective, um you know, really being able to kind of move forward in ways that wouldn't have happened. Now, that doesn't mean that people necessarily go, gee, I'm really glad I had that traumatic event. In fact, most people would say, no, I'd still be happy to have never had it, (laughs) but (laughs) very happy to have never had it. Um, But, you know, even so, um, a number of people, and they believe about half to two-thirds Um, of people following a traumatic event find that their world is sufficiently shaken up and they are sufficiently distressed and confused from that that they have to go through this process of, you know, they call it cognitive reprocessing, just having to understand what is going on here and from that developing, as we said, new priorities, New goals because quite often some of those goals that they were pursuing before the event aren't even possible, let alone desirable. And so it can lead to this larger perspective that you're talking about here.
0: Yeah, 100%. I always like to say, um, with the experience that I went through, it was definitely the worst of times. But on the flip side of that, I can also say it was the best of times because it did completely change my perspective and my trajectory of my Mm. life.
1: Yep, this is what often happens. And so the interesting thing to point out here about post-traumatic growth is that it doesn't necessarily mean that someone is going to be happier. It can happen, but post-traumatic growth and happiness are two different things that are not closely related. Now, post-traumatic growth can lead to increased life satisfaction, I think, because of the transformation that people go through and the new goals that they embrace, new understanding that comes from having to grapple with this incredible distress and confusion and dislocation that they experience. But I think what this transformation does is in fact help us to be able to incorporate distress and unhappiness in our life. It's almost as if We accept it and are able to use it and rise above it. But it doesn't mean that it's not there anymore. People do experience ongoing distress, but they do find ways to manage it and cope with it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Look, this is a fascinating discussion, Tony, and one that I am extremely passionate about. So we might take a short break and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on post-traumatic growth. Fantastic. Tony and I will be back very shortly on The Juice. juice, juice, We're back with Tony Knight on Therapy Thursdays and I'm sure we have all heard the term post-traumatic stress. But today we're actually talking about a new concept called post-traumatic growth. And that is the fact that we can actually grow from our traumatic experiences. So Tony... We've gone through something traumatic, whether that be a a threat to our health, our life, uh, it's been an event where um, there's been a a rupture in a relationship, whatever that is. How do we put the process in place of post-traumatic growth? How do we help ourselves to grow from this trauma?
1: Mm. Yeah, the interesting thing uh, about post-traumatic growth is that it kind of starts to happen automatically. And by and large, the research shows people don't tend to focus on post-traumatic growth. It's one of those things that kind of happens fairly automatically through something called rumination, which we've talked about before. Um, And this is where our thoughts are quite intrusive, you know, we can't help but think about the event because of the way it has shattered our worldview, um, disrupted our whole life, including, you know, our goals and, you know, our sense of what is possible and what's important. Those things are going to intrude on our minds a lot. And if we're going to promote post-traumatic growth, um, there's a couple of things that are really important here. Number one is to allow that process to continue. Now, there's one kind of rumination that's not helpful, and that's that negative self-critical type of rumination. Mm. That kind of rumination tends to lead to depression. And I would say that if someone is ruminating in that way, if that's the focus of their thoughts, it's probably going to be good at some stage to get some professional support. Sure. Uh, But if we're talking about event-related rumination, This is the processing that inevitably takes place following trauma, you know, and this is where people can't help but think about things like, um, you know, making sense of what happened, uh, problem solving, reminiscing, anticipating what's coming up in the future. These things are going to come up a lot. The important thing here is to accept that this is absolutely normal and it's also helpful. So no one should stop it. Don't stop it yourself and don't allow other people to stop you from thinking about it or even talking about it. And so related to that process, it's also important to have good support at this time good support are a caring other people around you that understand the importance of this kind of cognitive reprocessing as it's called this rumination on all these things that are kind of flooding your mind some people will you know be well meaning and try and stop that process because they think it's destructive but the research shows it's not event related processing or rumination is a really important first phase in post traumatic growth yeah And not only good to have supportive other people that understand the importance of that, not just thinking about it, by the way, but talking about it, being able to disclose how they're feeling or what they're thinking. Support groups are incredibly important ways for people to continue that process because obviously you've got people that understand what you're going through because they're going through something similar, They will encourage you and allow you to be where you are to talk about what's going on for you uh, and to promote that acceptance. But also people in support groups um, form good role models so you can learn from their experiences, especially if they're a little bit further down the track than you are. It shows what's possible because this early stage of reprocessing is very distressing. Mm. You don't know your place in the world. You don't know who you are or what you're about anymore. You don't know why this has happened or where it's taking you. And so having that support promotes coping with this whole process. Mm. And if you can cope with this process, as distressing as it is, it means that you can continue to do it because post-traumatic growth isn't just an event. It's a process. Mm. It's a journey. And so this kind of support allows you to continue that journey through your growth to a place where you can, you know, actually start to yield the benefits of all this processing.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, look, there, there are two types of processing. There's the one that stays stuck in the event, which, you know, why did this happen to me, poor me, you know, that sort of thing. That, um, you know, that over a long period of time isn't necessarily helpful. Um, but the your brain has to catch up with um with the traumatic event that's happened because the traumatic event happens in a day or even a split second in in terms of say a car crash or something like that um Mm -hmm. the brain has to catch up with what's happened so that processing is really important Mm -hmm. um and but i guess the the forward motion that comes from properly processing the event not suppressing it or not being stuck in it but processing it, and then taking that information and moving forward with it is mm. where the magic happens.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so um, after that initial phase of doing all that rumination, a person who um, wants to experience post-traumatic growth, provided they're, you know, they're well-supported, um, can start to move very deliberately into using this period of, of you know, instability, if you like, Um, towards um, crafting a new sense of who they are, new goals that they can achieve that are now more consistent with the person that they are now. Um, And this can lead to, you know, a big increase in life satisfaction. Now, once more, you know, it's important to understand that this doesn't necessarily make people happy life satisfaction is not the same as happiness. I'm going to argue that although we all love being happy, it's a temporary state that comes and goes and has its own causes. Life satisfaction, I think, is a much bigger concept. And when people talk about being happy, more often than not, what they really want is to live a satisfying life. And I think a satisfying life comes with that recognition of life's paradoxes. So what I mean by that is that we can be strong, know that we are stronger than we ever thought we were, but also recognise our underlying vulnerability, but at the same time, our ability to be strong, to know that we can probably deal with it because we've dealt with worse before. Mm. You know, another paradox, you know, and when I say paradox, I'm talking about two seemingly inconsistent things coexisting at the same time in a strange way, you know, that out of loss can come so much gain. And so this wisdom, this deep wisdom that we carry can help us in the future to recognise that, you know, it doesn't make loss enjoyable or desirable in any way, but that we can overcome and gain out of loss. And so this deep wisdom enables us to know that life comes with that dark and the light. You know, now I'm getting all sort of woo-woo and spiritual under the wheeze. <laughs> but, you know, that that deep transformation, that deep wisdom can make for a very satisfying
0: life. 100%. And you, you're talking to the choir, sister. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. And But I love what you're saying about, about you know, life satisfaction as opposed to happiness. And I had this discussion um, with someone close to me just the other day in that, to me, there are lots of things that can make us temporarily happy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can uh, we can go and have, you know, go to the pub and have a few drinks and we're, you know, very happy with our mates and that sort of thing. But these things are transient. Mm-hmm. And I use the expression, which um, I think I can apply to this, this life satisfaction thing that you're putting forward, create a life that you do not need a holiday from. Mm-hmm. Because the The holiday will make you happy, mm. but then yep. you've got if your if your if your life satisfaction isn't there when you come back from the holiday, you're going to fall into that place again. And yeah, um, making very deliberate choices about how to um, create that life satisfaction, knowing that there is light and dark, you know in in life, that's how it rolls. Um, you know, if I was to use another woo-woo expression, Tony, it would be no rain, no rainbows. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you, wise one. Oh, look, you're welcome. I did I did my swami thing there. Um, but you, you guys at home can't say it, but it was very impressive. But, um, yeah, like I, I completely understand what you, what you mean. And I would also argue that – The pandemic has actually been a really traumatic event for a lot of people and I think has changed a lot of the worldview for a lot of people and it is an opportunity to really rethink how we want to craft our lives.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's for for some people it's been a relatively minor event. For some people it has been an absolute crisis, either because of the way – you know, their own health has been affected or someone that they're very close to. And like any crisis, um, it can be quite traumatic. And again, it's not the crisis itself that promotes post-traumatic growth. It's the grappling with the aftermath of that. You know, it's that cognitive reprocessing that I mentioned before um, that is more or less forced on us um, through recognising that the way we were living prior to the event, isn't going to cut it anymore um, for a whole host of reasons.
0: Yeah, 110%. Um, look, this has been an absolutely fantastic discussion because it's something that I am quite clearly, I'm sure that you've picked this up, a bit passionate about. And um, and I love that you've brought it to the table. And, uh, you know, I have to tell you that uh, every every fortnight Tony and I sort of have a little bit of a chat off air and go, oh, we'll talk about this. And it just so happened that today's topic fell on the anniversary of the event that caused my post-traumatic growth. So I really thank you today of all days for bringing that into the discussion on Therapy Thursdays, Tony.
1: Well, I just want to thank you, Louise, for um, being so open uh, in sharing that. I think that it's a real inspiration to other people who have been through or who are still going through something terrible to realise that, you know, something good can come of it. Um, And yeah, congratulations on your journey. You're clearly benefiting from what you've been able to do with your crisis.
0: Well, thank you very much and I really uh, value the chat that we've had today and wouldn't have it with anybody else. Tony Knight, our resident psychotherapist, thank you once again for your contribution to Therapy Thursdays here on The Juice.